I believe every person deserves kindness in their lives. I believe kindness has the power to change us from the inside out, to change the world beginning with you and me. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Self-Kindness, Self-Kindness with Pete. It's about figuring out how kindness towards ourselves can be our superpower, how kindness is more than just a reward at the end of the day. It's about living clear lives, focused lives, motivated by loving concern, rather than motivated by fear and anxiety. It's about how we make that change. How does self-kindness show up the moment we need it the most? You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you. And each week, we'll be exploring how to do that with people who are leading this kindness awakening in their own lives. My name is Pete Sibley, and I'm so grateful you're here. Hello, so glad you're here. I'm Pete Sibley, and today we are going to explore a little bit of self-inquiry, something that I'm really passionate about in my own life, in my own journey, something that has really worked for me time and time again over almost maybe 15 years of practicing it. And today I'm really excited because my guest is uh, the amazing Ann Sibley, my wife. Um, she came up with this idea for this format and I was super excited. So really grateful for her time to step in. But before we get to that, I wanted to just share, I had a, a great interview recently with the incredible award-winning songwriter, Daryl Scott, and we talked about self-kindness, and I'm hoping that I'll be able to get the production done on that episode, so we'll be able to get that one out to you soon. So look forward or keep that one in mind. Um, and also, if you have listened to this podcast once or twice, would you consider leaving a comment? Would you consider rating it? Would you consider subscribing to it? Um, you can find it on any of the places that you download uh, your podcasts if you're listening to this. Um, maybe you got it through a link that, that I sent you or somebody else sent you. And again, if somebody shared it with you or you're listening and it touches you in some way or opens an idea, just the idea of what is self-kindness, maybe somebody could use it in their life. So would you share it with them? You know, for me, it's a constant practice, self-kindness. It's more than, you know, a bar of chocolate. It's more than uh, taking a hot bath at the end of the day. Those are beautiful practices. But self-kindness, for me, gets me in touch with something deep, spiritual, and it really is the stillness within. It's the peace that passes understanding. To be in touch with that source. A self-kindness practice can bring us there, just like music can bring us there, just like a walk in nature can bring us there, just like being with a loved one can bring us there, just like witnessing good in the world can bring us there. So I invite you and to explore where are you taking and bringing that kindness, that touch with goodness 
and depth? Where are you cultivating that in your life and allowing it to grow? The other night I was up late journaling because the negative self-talk was just really going for it. And, uh, you know, in that journaling and in that space, I, I let... I let that negativity, if I'm calling it negativity, I let it have a voice for a little bit. <clears throat> and I do that because my whole life I've tried to push it down. I've tried to numb it out. And it eventually comes back around. So now my practice is to welcome it. And when I welcomed it, where I ended up getting to is the mantra just started popping into my head, you know, you're not broken. There's nothing here to fix. And so I wanted to just offer that to you. You're not broken. There's nothing here to fix. Now, into this episode with my beautiful, lovely, talented, gracious, patient wife. I could go on and on uh, about Anne. Anne in the world. Anne Sibley. She is an educator. She is my favorite songwriter. She's my favorite singing partner. She has been standing by me and supporting me for over 20 years of marriage. Plus, we dated prior to that. Lots of ways that I can introduce her. Um, but she's a friend, and she's somebody that I care dearly about, and she cares dearly about her practice. And so courageously, she steps in today to sit with me in a self-kindness practice of self-inquiry. So here we go. Good morning. Hi, sweetie. <laughs> Hi. It's nice to be able to call the person I'm chatting with, sweetie. <laughs> and call me from downstairs. Sweetie. Same household. Oh, thanks for all this kindness work that you're putting out into the world. Hmm. Thanks for saying yes to sitting down and, and chatting. You know, we could go lots of different directions, but one direction that we talked about beforehand was maybe looking at specifically self-kindness through the lens of self-inquiry, of dropping in and looking at, um, at a thought at stressful thoughts, the way that, you know, self-inquiry, the work of Byron Katie, mm. um, looks at stressful thoughts and. Oh, it's really helped me a lot to use that process. It's, it's just been, yeah, it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> works every time, you... works in the good and the bad. <laughs> well, you helped me, you've helped me a lot through this pandemic by being willing to sit on our back porch. Mm -hmm. And all those glorious sunny mornings before this, all this fog rolled in. The central coast fog. Yeah. Well, what comes to me right now is just to ask, that's what I love about uh, self-inquiry as a self-kindness practice. <laughs> it's just to ask, where are you right now? Sitting mm. in this moment. It's midweek. Uh, you know, Ann and I are sitting. It's, it's a little foggy out today. Um, what's going through you? What's coming up? Uh, yeah, just, where are you, darling? Yeah, you know, I, it's, I noticed it, I was a little hesitant to say yes to doing this this morning because my mind 
my body or kind of following wanting to jump all around there's a lot of things on the to-do list Mm -hmm. but it so it took me a moment to almost just get still and to remember somewhere inside it comes from the inside to remember that good place of being willing to sit and be still Mm. and question what's going through my brain which really affects my day (laughs) affects my actions so if I'm thinking there's so much to do and not enough time to do it in or if I'm feeling like I'm behind Hmm. yeah I feel like that is such a modern human or maybe it's a middle-class white Mm. human (laughs) thing uh I'll I'll keep it in the lens that I can see through as like that feels like the community that I'm part of. That's such a common thing of the to-do list. And let's click off the to-do list before we do the to-be list, Mm. before we get into that to-be list. Um, Somehow the to-do list, no matter how many times we drop in and get a felt experience of being at peace and connected we still are defaulting to to-do list, so. And we're the creators of the list. It's not so. Almost like it doesn't exist anywhere, but I'm going to, oh, what's the to-do? Because there is some comfort in the doing, but when the to-do lists, right, when they take over and there isn't that self-kindness of like, oh, wait, something's kind of coming up in me that feels a little agitated, almost like two rocks kind of, Mm. you know, rubbing against each other inside. So that, that's when, can we be, can we slow down and be kind and say, wait, I feel that rub and I'm going to honor it and Mm. be still and not be so selfless thinking everyone else, the kids need me. That's a big one. You asked what was going on today. Mm. And Mm. I'm sure many folks, you know, if you're listening to this during the pandemic, you've got your kids, Mm. (laughs) there are no camps, there's not much travel, there isn't much family around you're not really seeing your friends very much mm-hmm. so putting a lot of pressure it's always something but right now that thing is putting that pressure on myself of the kids need more exercise and maybe they shouldn't be doing legos for six hours or reading <laughs> for six hours <laughs> wanting to ask me for six hours in a row if they can get on a device mm-hmm. <laughs> well i think we all can get it's can connect with that would you be willing to to explore that right now like that's self-inquiry is is how do we just even start to slow down and notice the thoughts that are are they may feel like they travel right with but they're almost like right before the feelings that we have of feeling anxious of Mm -hmm. feeling Mm -hmm. frustrated of feeling like you're behind agitated so Mm. you know the thought that i heard you say is the kids need me And so be a great one to question. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we could all travel with that, like feeling like someone or something needs you. It needs mm. your attention. So let's check it out. Let's let's use the work of Byron Katie, which are mm. the four questions and a turnaround. And and yeah, just drop in. Let's let's, do it. let's I I'm so grateful for your courageousness to kind of do this. Mm. Um for others to to hear and witness so so the kids need me so first off you know part of this dropping in is we found the thought what was a moment in time that you can go back to it could feel like it's been all morning but 
Mm. I invite you to see, like, when was a moment you were really feeling that? And when you start to feel that, get in touch with what's the emotion that you're feeling. Mm. The kids need me. Where are you and what's the emotion? Mm. I am on the back porch with my tea and my journal and a, the latest inspirational book, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Glennon Doyle book I'm reading right now. So I'm back there and then that thought comes up, the kids need me. I need to be doing more. So the emotion is that kind of rocks rubbing together. It's an ad, it's a, it's a, um, I'm kind of moving my hands back and forth. Like part of me wants to go in and do something for them and make their day better and be a good mom, quote unquote. Is it conflict? Is it agitation? Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. frustration with the Struggle. kids? Struggle. Is it? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I do get frustrated at them. Like they keep choosing to do the same things over and over again. So that's even another thought that they should be having a more balanced life. So, yeah, I do feel conflicted for sure. That's a good one. Hmm. And Anne is so good at this, but I'm just going to say like, you know, part of this practice is like there isn't a right or wrong. Hmm. It's just speaking out and landing on the one that, you know, maybe feels true for you right now in this moment. So it could be I'm frustrated with the kids because they need me. The kids need me or I'm agitated because the kids need me. Oh, I like the, I often find that frustrated really resonates. Okay. I'm frustrated with the kids because they need me. So now we invite ourselves to go back to that moment in time and mentally sitting back on the porch and you notice that that thought comes up, the kids need me. And so now we just inquire into that thought. So mm. the first question is a yes or no. Is it true the kids need you? Mm. In that moment in time on the back porch. No. <laughs> and yes or no, we can always ask that second question. Can you absolutely know it's true? And if you found a no, mm. it's probably no, but just take a look absolutely know it's true no i can't absolutely know it's true that the kids need me (laughs) at that moment (laughs) they're playing and so now we go to the third question Mm. which is notice how do you react what happens to you while you're sitting on the back porch you know one moment you're sitting there sipping on the back porch reading this book you've got your tea (laughs) And then this thought comes, the kids need me. What happens to your life in that moment? Mm, I do, I feel resentful because I really want to be doing what I'm doing. (laughs) Sipping tea, reading, staring off at the trees, finding that quiet space after having a busy morning. So I get resentful. I judge them. That's another way that I react. Like they're not choosing the healthiest things they could be doing. There's a lot of that. And that conflict. So I'm actually not fully into what I'm doing because I feel like I quote unquote should, should be inside, should be creating a better day for them, planning. 
there's just that 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 one can just pile up. I could go on and on of all the shoulds. Mm. Mm. The mom shoulds. Yeah, and then where does that <laughs> land in you physically while you're mm. sitting on the back porch with your tea? Mm, the I kids think... need me. Oh, that's interesting. It's always a different spot depending on the thought. But in this one, I feel it in the bottom of my stomach. It's interesting. It's almost like a little bit of like a nervous, like that nervous feeling. Maybe what it what it says to me is kind of like it's that nervousness of like I'm not doing the right thing. Mm. Mm. That's how I react. And then notice how you treat, you talked about how you treat the kids where you're judging them. How do you treat yourself? in that moment as a mom as a person when you're thinking the kids need me and you're sitting on the back Mm. porch well it feels really negative there's no celebration in there i also it's almost like you're kind of you know hitting your own wrist like you shouldn't be doing you know this isn't what you should be doing this isn't the most important and then I'm losing out, right, on that. Like, the kids are actually inside playing. Mm. So I treat myself, I'm almost absent. I'm absent from myself. I'm not being kind. And what There's so much. images do you notice mm. accompany all of this? The kids need me. <laughs> I almost feel like a rubber band. You see in, the, in your mind. Mm. Oh, I see a rubber band of like being pulled in different directions. I see the little movies are, you know, almost just like picturing them sitting with a screen, right? That's one of the ones that like would really get me. That because I'm choosing to do something for myself and take care of myself, that they're just like staring in a screen and, and holding the screen like really close to their face, which drives me crazy. <laughs> so it's like because you're taking care of mm. yourself, they're hurting they're getting, themselves mm, they're getting addicted to and that could even go into the future like now you are 10 years down the road and your kids are mm. sitting with their psychiatrist and they're talking about how their no. mom wasn't with them and, you know it could it could go on mm. and on i don't know if that's mm-hmm. your <laughs> the kids need me and mm. you so what i hear is you're coming up with proof of why they need you in that moment they need they literally need you to go save them Mm. from themselves and it's all very stressful Mm. so now we move to the next Mm. part of the inquiry which is the fourth question who would you be without the thought so we go back to that moment you're on the back porch and just for a moment See if you can explore who or what you would be mm. without the thought. If, if as if the thought just couldn't exist for a moment while you're sitting on the porch. Who would you be without the thought? The kids need me. Mm. I feel so much more relaxed. I feel a tenderness, a kindness rise up in me almost like a welling of tears in the eyes of how, you know, beautiful the moment is that I can be in that space of self-reflection. 
which is so powerful. It's like a plug-in where I get so much joy and where I really fill up like a car getting, you know, filling its tank with gasoline. Like that's how I fill up so I can then come back and be with others. I mean, I feel so much more expansive. I feel it in my body right now without that thought. I'm in my body on the back porch feeling how warm the tea is in the mug, <laughs> seeing, watching the steam rise, seeing the beautiful colors of the flowers in the backyard. Mm. Mm, I feel so much more love that way. It makes me kind of think of the kids off, you know, inside the house, but there's just a more of like a warmth and more of that, you know, that golden just good energy. Hmm. I feel excited, even celebratory in that space. Like a, the, the movie actually ends up then being like almost like a little happy dance. <laughs> like, yes, I'm taking a break. I'm taking it summertime and I'm, I really am doing what I know is very smart advice to take a rest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I just talked about that recent on my recent podcast with with someone and we were talking about shortening that space between that action that arises from our heart, our intuition, mm. that if we really look at it like you're doing with this lens, like it's kind, it's warm, it's a feeling of love. It's tender. Mm. And we were talking about shortening that space between that feeling and acting, that feeling and acting. So what I love in inquiry is you're doing that. You're on the porch, you're there. But then it's our self-kindness practice to be vigilant. What stops us from sitting on that porch mm. 100% and doing mm -hmm. that action? Mm. Well, you just showed us that like mm. that's the power i believe in the self-inquiry is with the thought you're mentally with your kids you're seeing all that you're resentful you're judging them you're judging yourself without the thought tender kindness mm. in that space and that's such good news because the kids didn't do <laughs> anything mm -hmm. yeah they never said i need you they do other times. <laughs> and in that oh, moment, no. No, no one has to change for us to mm -hmm. get in touch with that. That's what I love. Like, that's all all you. And I'm watching you just actually physically in this moment move from that place of feeling behind and on and on to who are you without the thought? Who or what? Like, there's a lightness. There's mm. a, you're sitting with your legs crossed. Your hands are. You're kind of in a classic Buddhist meditation pose. <laughs> All right. Without even noticing mm. it. It makes me think of how much you've helped with this practice guide me to because it, it isn't always like flipping a switch and being able to be like, okay, who am I without the thought? I don't know if that's been your experience as well that it takes practice oh yeah okay because yeah. i've done i've done the process a lot and so once it comes to who would you be without that thought i can drop into that quickly now but it's like with yoga or meditation yeah. 
or whatever other people do, marathon running, like the, the more you do it, the more easily you're able to allow yourself to go to who yeah, would I be yeah. without the thought. And then what we do next. Yeah, like, because it's a, it's a not, it's, it, it can't, you can't fool yourself like you know when it's the real deal Mm -hmm. and so it's like a a person you know recently was asking me about these four questions and they're like i'm just not dropping in and Mm. i can hear it's like is it true no i can't really know anything's really (laughs) how do i react well i am pissed (laughs) and then it's like you know who would i be without oh i feel great all right let's go do it you know so it's like it's just using it rather than (laughs) dropping in i'm laughing because i've been there (laughs) Oh, we We all all have. have. Yeah, we all want to use it to get, you know, we don't realize it's a backwards way to get back to the to-do list. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I got to get rid of this bad feeling so I can really tackle this to-do list. So, But it's more about tapping into what it feels like to be without it. What if the to-do list is the grace of the universe pointing you back to be, be? I'm going to make this so, feel, seem like it's so uncomfortable that you're ultimately going to choose like Mm. i gotta do this differently and being is what sitting is who are you without the thought Mm, is doing this kind of process who am i without my to-do list that's in our being Mm. wow i noticed that i'm still getting things done so i have to have a to-do list is that true hmm i could take a look at that you know it'd be fun to do a part two of this and do the, <laughs> and do the turnarounds yeah 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 so it's juicier the next thank you part buddy. of this inquiry is what's called a turnaround and that's looking at these thoughts and exploring how a turnaround in that moment is actually more true such as the kids don't need you and i think you saw that like they were doing okay And what we found, what I heard you saying is like, I need me in that moment, Mm. which is a turnaround to yourself. The kids need me. I need me. I need Mm. me to show up on the porch (laughs) and really really be there because I was mentally off with the kids. Mm. I really need me. Thanks for being courageous and jumping in on this little episode. And I think, yeah, part two would be really valuable. Thanks for pulling me away from my to-do list. (laughs) Thanks, honey. Thanks. Hmm. (laughs) Isn't she sweet? Um, Yeah, you know, how lucky am I? We have sat, we've done a lot of this work together. A lot of times we've actually uh, looked at thoughts that we are thinking about the other person. And if you really want to experience vulnerability in your life, wow. I invite you to to sit and be vulnerable with the person you're closest with. It is life-changing. It really is. And for Anne and I, it has really deepened our relationship, and it's also deepened who we are individually. It's, it's really a wild and beautiful dance that I'm so excited to continue. So part two will be coming out in the coming weeks. Look for that. Again, you can find me at petesibley.com, self-kindness with Pete on all the different social media outlets out there. And Anne is also putting 
new music out there through a Patreon page, which is Patreon slash Anne Sibley. It has both of us on there. You can YouTube uh, a lot of her new music as well. So I'm going to leave you with this and remind you again, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you rate it? Would you consider subscribing? It doesn't cost anything. You just hit the subscribe button. That really helps us out a lot, especially as people are looking for this content that could maybe really help somebody, help their day, help their week, help their thoughts. Thanks again for traveling with me. I know you have so much that you can be doing during your day, during your week, and it means the world to me that you would spend a little time here. And those of you that reach out and tell me what you're thinking of this podcast also means the world to me. That means it's doing what what I hope, which is just asking the question, what is self-kindness? How can self-kindness grow in each of us to ultimately change the world? So we'll send you off with a song of ours, Anne and I singing together. I love you, Nothing's and we'll see you next week. From the top of the world We'll rise up better together We've got each other Be all my colors Let my voice be strong The sky's not the limit We got this.